it's been hard in some respects and it's been rough it's been tough and maybe you just said Lord I've had enough but he knows your heart he created you and he loves you and the thoughts that he thinks towards you are thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and expected end to give you a reward. So what you two need to do in the days ahead is begin to expect more. More is in store for you spiritually, physically, and financially. And there will be a day, yes, you'll look back and you'll say, oh, how great was the attack. But we made a decision not to camp and to stay put. But we made a decision to move forward in every area of our life. And because of that, we've been rewarded. Now the scripture says in Romans 8, Likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And this, is the, this is the scripture everybody quotes. Verse 28, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. You love God. And you're called according to His purpose, His plan. For whom He foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son, that He might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom He predestined, these He also called. Whom He called, these He also justified. And whom He justified, these He also glorified. Now, I, I read that scripture because I got it this morning. We quote that all things work together. That's the pat answer. All things work together for them that, that love God and are called according to His purpose, and that's true. But you have to read that in context. If you go to the paragraph before that, it talks about how the Spirit makes intercessions. And there's groanings. And, and you need to realize in the days ahead, as I've realized, there's going to be days on your knees because your mind doesn't understand. Believe me, I've been there. But you pray and intercede and say, Holy Spirit, help me. And many times you'll just... Oh, and it's a groaning. It's the Spirit of God helping you and bringing understanding to your mind. And that's where you come next to the next scripture. It says all things work together for, for good. See? Those things, yes, are you work together for good, but there's a process, you, process that you go through. So, no discouragement in Jesus' name. No, you're called. No, He has a plan and a purpose for your life. Yeah, you can say the battle's been hard and the battle's been tough. 
But know that He is for you, not against you. He loves you, and He has a plan and a purpose for you. So stay focused and keep your eyes on Jesus. Amen? Father, we bless them today in the name of Jesus and loose that anointing for strength and boldness. Lord, you're doing a work in their spiritual root life. But Lord, those roots will go down deep into the word of the Lord and bear fruit upward. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Father. (laughs) Surely, Lord God, you are God who's gracious, full of compassion, slow to anger and great in mercy. The Lord is good to all and His tender mercies are over all His works. You're His works, so expect tender mercies. Expect breakthroughs. Expect victory in the name of Jesus. For His favor surrounds you as with a shield with God and with man. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Everyone said, Lewans, be blessed. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Timothy. Oh, he loves your family. Oh, how he loves your family. And maybe you don't see things in the natural changing, but it will change. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you. He loves you and has a heart for you. Lord, thank you for moving in his household. Every member, every sheep, every black sheep, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. You're bringing the prodigals back. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Father, for your mercy. In the name of Jesus, amen. He's a God of families. He loves families. The family came before the church, people. So if you've got lost ones in your family, start believing for their salvation. Start believing that God's bringing the prodigals back. There's people that have left the church through the years. I believe some of them need to come back. I don't want some of them. Because they're nothing but wolves. I want sheep. And sheep can get, get off the trail. But they can come back. Amen? Amen. You may be seated. Thank you for being sensitive to the Holy Spirit. have several announcements. I will be quick. I will try. Don't forget we have these devotionals. They're on the back and the counter. When you come in, they're great. They started three months, December, January, and February. They'll help you back there with them if you need help. Um, On the first Sunday of every month, we have donuts and coffee at 9.15, and last week we forgot to announce it, which sometimes we do that. 
Um, but in the back also by the devotionals, we have these cards. And on the back, it has information. It has how you can get a hold of us and stay in touch with us through Facebook. And we also send out a, te- a message text if you sign up for that. And so like this week, late in the week, Brad sent out a message text about to remind everybody about the donuts. And if you're signed up for that, you will get that. So I would encourage you to do that if you're interested. And if you need help, like I did, getting it signed up on my phone, Brad will help you. So just make sure and ask him. But that's all on there. Um, Next Sunday, the 13th of December, the children's ministries are having a special Christmas service for the children. So if at all possible, it would be a good time to have your kids here and they will be blessed. On Sunday, the 20th at 10 a.m. will be our family Christmas service and we'll have everybody in here together. That will be our Christmas service. Also on Sunday, the 20th, this is way different than the Christmas service, but from one to five, we are hosting a women's self-defense class. We had one in, in October. It was great. The guy that teaches it, um, is an officer with the Omaha PD. He's taught this for, year, for years. It's very practical. It's very, I mean, we had people from 15 to in their 70s take it. It's not so physically demanding, but it helps you be able to take care of yourself a little better. And I believe that's very important right now. It's more important to be a victor than a victim. We want to create victors here, not victims. Now, it is $75, and we, ha- we need to have 8 to 12 people in the class. I know it's right before Christmas, but we're trying to hit people, that we, young women that will be home for Christmas. If you know a single-parent mother, we will pay for hers, and we encourage you to get hit. Get her, get her here. Do whatever you can. So if you need more information on that, talk to him. Okay? Talk to Micah. So I would really encourage you and ask that you help. We'll probably have some in the future, but we need to fill this one up so that we can go ahead and have that. So that is Sunday the 20th from 1 to 4. Um, we had it and nobody was disappointed. It was a great class. So I would encourage that. Okay. Now, last week I started to talk to you about the things that I've learned this year. It'll only take me a few minutes. So in Hebrews, just let me read to you from Hebrews chapter 10, starting with verse 22. It says, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some, but exhorting one another so much more as you see the day approaching. I have always all my life attended church on a regular basis. If you've listened to Mike, he always has a thread through what he speaks. It's about getting in church, getting in church, and I've listened to it for 35 years. I believe it. Yeah, I believe it. I agree with it. But sometimes you can take things for granted. And this year, I got a real understanding and revelation of what that's talking about and how important it is. Last week, I talked about how it's important that we store up 
What we store up is what is important to us. And wisdom, knowledge, and the word of God should be more important to us than toilet paper and saran wrap. But it's very important that we gather together. We have two sons, Caleb and Micah. And Caleb is married to Kaylee. And years ago, when Caleb was still first going with Kaylee, he shot a deer out at Wood Duck. And he was way back in there. Micah was just little. He was just going with, and Caleb was just going with Caleb. And he shot this deer way out in Wood Duck. It was not a place where you can just drive up and load it in your pickup and off you go. It had to be drug out, probably about a mile, through the timber, across the sand, through a slough, up a hill. So he got it about dusk. We all loaded in, Mike and I and Kaylee and Mike, and we went out to help him get the deer. And by the time he found the deer, we got the deer, we started loading. It was late, and it was dark. And Mike and Caleb were in the front pulling the deer. And I was falling behind. I had the gun and the equipment. And then Kaylee was behind me, and Micah was behind her. And we're going through the timber, and you're out there where you hadn't been very often. And we started to hear this owl. You know, that's kind of a airy sound. And it wasn't long. I could tell they were getting a little closer to me. Wasn't long. The chorus of coyotes started up. And you've heard that in the night. And I noticed Micah had Kaylee by the arm, and they were up walking right beside me. And I was already at the <laughs> <laughs> I have seen so much fear this year. A lot of it's just unfounded fear. But because people are further and further and further apart, that fear has become rampant. But when we're together, there is a strengthening. There is an assurance, and we need that. More than ever in this world right now, we need that. We need to be together. It causes an encouragement. It causes a strengthening. We need each other. It increases the anointing of God. Where two or three are gathered in my name, there will I be in the midst. Not over Zoom, not live stream. That's fine if it's an emergency or in a nursing home, but we're not. We need to be together. And so that's number two of what I've learned this year. More than ever, I just had a revelation because I go out all the time and you see people and you can tell they're just scared. And the further they get apart, the less they're with like believers, the more fear that is becoming prevalent. So when you come to church, it isn't just about you being encouraged and strengthened. When you come, it also helps the person next to you. There is a spiritual force of being together, and we can't take that for granted. We'll go ahead and receive this morning's tithes and offerings. If you need an envelope, the ushers will get you one, and they will receive that. Thank you very much for your giving.
I'll just give you my introduction today, and so I won't go a long time. Amen? Um, one thing that I do want to share, as we get new people in the church, I was raised a Methodist. She was raised a Methodist. Methodists are Methodists. Um, this church, and, and after the first of the year, what, what my heart is, and Kathy and I have been talking about this, is we're going to teach you on church doctrine. Now, that doesn't necessarily have to be dry, amen? The Word of God will enlighten you. And uh, we want you to understand what we're all about, who we are, what we believe. Because you can, you know, Caleb married a Lutheran from a Lutheran family. Then you, you get hooked up with, with you know, the, the Holy Ghost folks. Amen? And it's a rude awakening. Amen? Sometimes. But I, I just want you to stay open-minded, keep your heart open, because we're going to teach you the Word of God. What's the Word say? It's not what man says. It's not about church, you know, what, what you try to, to make people do and be legalistic about it. We want you to understand what the Bible says. So it'll bring peace. It'll bring understanding. You can grow. Now, like this morning, when, when Abe plays, and, and, and sometimes the, you know, the Spirit of God will move and there's nothing that moves me more than, than anointed worship. And what it does, it stirs up the spiritual gifts in me. And one of those gifts is prophecy. And so, if you've not experienced that, that can be, that can be different. Amen? Speaking in tongues, that can be different. Just hold your horses and, and, and stay teachable. Learn some things. Amen? I'll use, Zach doesn't care because he knows me. He's known me for, before he come here. <clears throat> Could I go to Culver's, walk in the door, and just take over? No. I'd go to first to the ice cream machine. I could do that. But could I, could I do what you do? Eventually. Okay. And if I was going to run a fast food, I'll do a commercial for him. Culver's is a great restaurant. And everybody said, amen. But no, I couldn't go in and do that. I might have the desire to do it, but I have to learn. And that's what we're all at right now. We have to learn some things spiritually. If we're going to grow and, and experience the blessings God has for us. Amen? Well, I don't want to go in a rock tumbler. If you think you get saved, everything's going to be hunky-dory and you're just going to float around on clouds and play your harp. You got another thing coming. The thing that I find interesting, people that have gone to heaven notice that, that the God the Father has a military. Spiritual military. <laughs> so, you know, we need to understand, we need to, to learn some things. Say, I'm teachable. 
Amen. Now, I'll give you my introduction and then, then I'll let you go. I, I, I told you when the Spirit of God moves, it might go a little bit longer, but I'd rather have God move than have a dry sermon, 20-minute sermon. And, you know, we've been on this, on this subject, this series, all year long, and we're ending it this month. I don't know how we're going to unhook, but we have to because we've got to move on. We've been talking about prepare, proceed, and possess. We've used our text from Joshua chapter 1, and we said there are seven things you can learn from the book of Joshua. Number one, you need to learn and recognize and embrace we're in a new season. Listen, if you don't understand we're in a new season and a new place, you better get with the program. Number two, you and I have a personal responsibility to prepare. I can't do it for you. You have to prepare yourself. Your family has to get prepared for what's to come. And I got news for you. There are wonderful things ahead for the church. And for this nation. Amen. Number three, you will have to leave your comfort zone. That's one of the things I talked about. If you come from a different denomination into another church denomination where you see things that you don't understand, just hold on. Don't get all upset. It'll get you out of your comfort zone. Number four, there'll be a separation from the world. There'll be a separation in the church itself. We talked about the remnant church. We're a remnant church. Number five, it will require courage and obedience. Everyone say courage and obedience. That's one thing I always like about Justin. He's not a wimp. If you want to take him on and wrestle him, go ahead. He'll whoop your butt, even though he's getting old. He still has that mentality, see? That must, you must have been born with that, because some people aren't, some people aren't. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't born that way. I, I, I didn't, wasn't raised that way, but I'll tell you what, once I got saved and filled with the Holy Ghost and married her, I changed. Number six, you will have to depend. We talked about that last week. You must depend upon Jesus Christ. And then the seventh thing I want to talk about, and Micah says yesterday, what are you preaching on? Miracles. The miraculous. So in the Jordan River, do you remember they were getting ready to cross and the Jordan River basically dried up and they crossed over on dry ground? Is that a miracle? Yes. In fact, if you look at the Jordan River, so there's some different things about it. That's where, here's some history. It says, Lot chose the plain of Jordan. Remember, Abraham gave him a choice, and he chose that area. Number two, Jacob crossed the Jordan twice. Number three, Israel camped on it at the end of the 40-year period, where they were going around the mountain. Number uh, four, that's where the book of Deuteronomy was uttered and written. Then also... Joshua received his first instructions in Joshua chapter 1. He became the new leader after Moses. Then we have the river. It was dried up three times for Joshua, Elijah, and Elisha. Battles were fought there. Naaman the leper was cleansed there. Is that a miracle? Yes. Also, Elisha's servant lost an axe head. And what did he do? He prayed. And what happened to that axe head? Floated to the top. And then finally, Christianity had its beginning at the Jordan River. Amen? 
where Jesus was baptized? Okay, all that supernatural, many miraculous things. Well, that's, in a nutshell, where the church is at right now. And I believe, I believe the church, the remnants crossed it already. Not going to cross, we've already crossed it. Now, there's still some on the other side doing this. In the church. But thank God for the remnant. The ones that have courage and obedience throw caution to the wind. Amen? They're on the other side. Well, guess what happened on the other side? Was everything then just wonderful? What did, the, what did they still have to do? They still had to go in and possess the land. And that's where the church is at right now. We've crossed over. But we still have to fight some battles. Spiritual battles. But if God be for us, who can be against us? Now, they went through those battles and they had problems. And some were people that Israel were disobedient. And they suffered the consequences. And you can go on. You can read the book of Joshua. But in, but it, the neat thing, the exciting thing was they obeyed God. They, you know, went in and possessed the land. And they were blessed to receive their inheritance. Now, let me read this because I gave this to you April 26, 2020. I said, all these requirements, the seven things I gave you, are found in the book of Joshua as the nation of Israel prepares to cross over the Jordan River to possess her inheritance. The book of Joshua teaches us that our spiritual inheritance, blessings, abundant provision is dependent upon, now listen, our obedience to God. The blessings you desire to receive in the days ahead are dependent upon your willingness and obedience to serve Almighty God. The willing and obedient will eat the good of the land. Isaiah 1.19 The Jordan River represents a barrier that God is calling you to cross over. It represents the transition between where you are now and where He wants you to be. The church today is in the process of transformation, experiencing a new move of God. And this will require, now listen, a crossing over mentality for Harvest Church. It applies to Harvest Church also. This new season will require us to make some changes, some adjustments in our thinking, our attitudes. If we're going to come up to a new level, say new level, we're going to have to change some things. And I'm, I'm talking about from the preacher to everybody in the church. The church in the days ahead isn't going to be like it was in the past. It's just not going to be that way. It's not going to be coming in, you know, singing three fast songs, two slow ones, a 20 minute message and God bless you. Goodbye. If you're going to be the remnant church in the days ahead, you'll come in and you're going to see some things. You're going to see some manifestations of the Holy Spirit. You're going to experience prophecy. You're going to see people be healed. And I, I believe we're coming into an, to the hour where the church is going to, to, to be used of God to show forth and demonstrate His miracle working power. I don't just mean the preacher. I mean you. Say, you means me. 
Now, what what is a miracle? I'll read you some definitions and then I'll quit here in a minute. A miracle is defined in the Webster's uh, Dictionary, an event or action that apparently contradicts known scientific laws and hence thought to be due to spiritual causes and act of God. The school where I went to, Dr. Hagen defined a miracle this way. He says, a miracle is a supernatural intervention in the ordinary course of nature. A temporary suspension of the accustomed order. An an interruption of the system of nature as we know it operated by the force of the Spirit. So things, some things in the nature, in nature shifts when God works a miracle. If you look it up in, in the Greek, it means this. It comes from the word dunamis. And we all know what's dunamis mean. Power. It refers to explosive dynamic power. Joshua 3 5, it says, And Joshua said to the people, Sanctify yourselves for tomorrow. The Lord will do great wonders among you. That word wonders is Paula in the Hebrew. It means to perform a miracle, a marvel, a wonder, or supernatural deed. Something beyond the human ability to grasp or achieve. In Exodus 34, turn there. Exodus 34. Do you remember when Moses received the Ten Commandments and he came down off the mountain and what was Israel doing? (laughs) They were, you know, they made a golden calf and they were dancing around it. Oh, my God, I bet. What did Moses do? Do you remember? What did he do with those Ten Commandments? He did what I would have done. He threw them down and broke them. Remember one time he was supposed to speak to the rock, but what did he do? Whacked it. Just what I would have done. I wouldn't have gone in to the promised land. Just like Moses, because my flesh got a hold of me. Amen? So, this is what happened. He gets... gets to another chance, and he comes down and has the, uh, the, the Ten Commandments again, and the covenant is renewed with Almighty God. And in verse 10 it says, And he said, Behold, I make a covenant before all your people. I will do marvels. Now, that's what I'm talking about. Everyone's saying marvels. Marvels are wonders. Such as have not been done in all the earth, nor in any nation, and all the people among whom you you are shall see the work of the Lord, for it is an awesome thing that I will do with you. God's doing an awesome thing right now in this nation. Observe what I command you this day. Behold, I'm driving out from before you the Amorite, the Canaanite, the Hittite, the Jebusite, the Perizzite. Take heed to yourself. That's a good scripture. Take heed to yourself, lest you make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land where you're going, lest it be a snare in your midst. But you shall destroy their altars, break their sacred pillars, and cut down their wooden images. For you shall worship no other god, for the Lord, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous god. Lest you make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land, and they play the harlot with their gods, and make sacrifice to their gods. And one of them invites you, and you eat of this sacrifice, and you take of his daughters or your sons, and his daughters play the harlot with their gods. And make your sons play the harlot with their God. You shall make no molded gods for yourself. So he's given Moses instruction. 
as, as they go into the promised land, you're not supposed to intermingle and marry with the inhabitants of the land. You can't fall down and see what's going on right now. There's a tearing down of some idols in this nation. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ is pulling down some of this idolatry that's been going on, not just in the world, but in the church. And that's an exciting thing. So marvels, it's a wonderful act. And this scripture can be applied to the church today. Because the church right now basically is renewing their covenant with Almighty God. We're finally getting our ducks in a row. Dotting our I's and crossing the T's. There has been prayer the last few months that's, that's gone from this, from the church of the Lord Jesus Christ that's shaking some things. But we shouldn't have to wait for, for some, for the enemy to, to destroy us that we finally rise up and begin to do what we're called to do. Even in good times when there are no battles and there's no wars, we should still be the church. So the church is rising up. Say, the church is rising up. That's where we're at right now. And, and, uh, and it's an exciting time. Amen? I'll read these two scriptures and, and then we'll close. Habakkuk, you don't need to turn there. Chapter 1, verse 5 in the Living Bible says this. Look and be amazed. You will be astounded at what I'm about to do. Boy, that... That's him speaking to us right now. Look, church, be amazed. You'll be astounded at what I'm about to do. For I'm going to do something in your own lifetime that you will have to see to believe. And I don't think maybe someday you'll realize how, how chosen we are. We're God's chosen people to be alive in this hour. And yeah, we're experiencing persecution and some things. But this is an exciting time. And I'm honored and privileged to be a member of the body of Christ. Amen? I'm not in Custer's army. Amen? They're not going to defeat us. They think they are, but they're not going to. Because our Heavenly Father, God, is going to do some amazing, wonderful, supernatural things. He already is. Isaiah 29, 14 says, Therefore, behold, I will... What did I write? Therefore, behold, I will again do a marvelous work among the people. A marvelous work and a wonder. Say wonder. So these scriptures, what they do, they instill in us and get us motivated to begin to expect some things. There's an expectation, there's anticipation that will help us prepare for the days ahead. God is moving. (laughs) Say that with me. God is moving. You people that have businesses, I have faith for your business to prosper. It's God's will for you to prosper. You have to have an attitude. Amen? I said you have to cop an attitude. You are a king and a priest. 
of the Most High God. And he has ordained for us victory. Let's stand to our feet today. You, you, I'll tell you what, out there every day as you go through your work day and your work week, you hold your head up. You expect some things. You expect health and healing. You expect breakthrough and deliverance. You expect prosperity blessings. Amen? You, you deal with the school and all that weird stuff. You would realize when you walk through that door, who's walking through that door? Amen? Light and life and health. Yeah, as I said today, and I, I want you to leave today with just this thing, and we'll, we'll close and pray. You're blessed to be a blessing. You're blessed to be a blessing. Three times. Say, I am blessed to be a blessing. So this week, determine to be a blessing to someone else. I want to see the hand of, hands of everyone in here that Jesus Christ is your personal Lord and Savior. Jesus is your Lord. Okay. Amen. That's good. Anything else I got to say? It's kind of, what you have to understand when the Spirit of God moves in a service like this, it's very hard to unhook. <laughs> and you got to know when to unhook. Do you have anything else? Prayer, Monday night and Wednesday night. We keep pressing in. Look at your neighbor and say, be a blessing this week. Now let's eat. I'm kidding. Lighten up. Have a blessed week. God bless you.